everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is a very special one to me for many reasons. Last week, I kept having my childhood friend pop into my mind. We grew up across the street from each other and that was the house that was haunted that I always talk about. And I thought it would be really fun to do an episode about some cool ghost stories. So I reached out to her and asked her if she would like to be a guest on the podcast. And I was so happy that she agreed to do it. And we chatted last week on the phone. And what we discovered was that there was an even more important reason that we connected that day. And we will explain it all a little bit later in the episode. So for now, please help me welcome my dear friend all the way from Tampa, Florida, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. It is exciting. I'm just so happy to have you on. Yes. One of the reasons I was like so excited to have you on was because you actually were there with me during so many of those crazy stories. So then, you know, it makes me feel like I'm not nuts. It's not in my head. You actually witnessed a lot of it. Right. Right. Yeah, you're not crazy. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's good. <laughs> I think, you know, when you talk about these ghost stories, and I talk about them all the time in the podcast and to my clients and friends, and yeah. I think that people like think, okay, that's nice. You know, like, did that yeah. really happen? But right. you've been there with me in that crazy house. And that is what we are going to talk about today, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So like I moved in there and I think, you know, we were talking about this the other day and I think it was about nine or 10 years old because I remember I started grade six there with you and Mm -hmm. we celebrated our 11th birthday together because our birthdays are two days apart. We're both Libras. (laughs) So double trouble. And, um, I remember like, you know, when I was living in that house and especially not having any other kids around, I was so grateful to have you across the street and we were so close in age. We just really hit it off. We got along so well and we spent so many like days and nights and evenings together and you at least were my like safety zone. Your house for me was like a safety zone because every time I was freaked out over there, either we would meet on your driveway, you know, late at night, or I would come over to your house and have dinner, which was lovely. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> us like meeting like on the driveway? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I'm terrible with this, like my memory in certain parts of my life for some reason, but I do, I but like I feel like, you know, I don't know, like, like late into the night. I don't even know. Cause I feel like my parents wouldn't have like allowed, that, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> oh, we sure did. I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah, we sure did. I remember. Right. And the reason I remember is because, you know, well, let me just explain this to everybody like that. Our houses were in the middle of farm fields. Like there was nothing yeah. around. There was yeah. huge trees. There was no street lights. It was pitch black. And her driveway was a really, really long driveway up a steep hill And Mm -hmm. ours was at the bottom, you know, near the main street. And we used to sit on that driveway and I'll never forget because it was so dark that I would be like, you would tell me, okay, I've got to go, you know, and I'm like, I have to go home alone across the street in the dark. And I was terrified and I was going into a haunted house. So double travel. (laughs) It was was not an easy childhood for me. That was a really tough time living in that house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And it's, you know, other people who had been in the house sensed it as well. I mean, you know, yeah. people said it all the time. Do you remember all of our friends? Like everybody used to say, Oh my God, I'm so scared to go there. And like, I don't want to sleep there and stuff. And I made you guys yeah. anyways, but 
you know, we spent a lot of time in there. And I wanted to explain this one particular story to everybody because that is, I th- you know, I think I would have thought I was nuts for sure. But there was a day that you came over and we were standing in my kitchen with my mom, right? Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. out of, right? It's like, ugh. out of nowhere, we heard something that was so loud. It was like something sliding across the counter in the bathroom. And yes. do you remember you came in with me to check what it was? And we were like, oh my God, yeah. the, hair, the hairbrush is on the floor. Who yes. moved the hairbrush? Yeah. And the, and the thing with the hairbrush too, is it's a very distinct sound. You know, it's not like, Hey, what was that? It's like mm-hmm. to hear a plastic brush or like a pl- the back of something plastic go against like laminate. It's, it's a very, and, and quickly slid like as if someone Ugh. threw it down the countertop, you know, like slid it all the way down. Like, cause there was that long countertop on the one side, right? Yes, like, there was exactly. Yeah. It was like an L shape. Remember? Right. And it was, yep. it was on the ground in there and it wasn't like the window was open. It wasn't, no. you know, no breeze came in. That's right. There was, was very no explanation. Yeah. And I want them, you know, to also hear your explanation of that house, like how you felt going into it and what rooms you felt scared in, because it wasn't every single room, right? It yes, was certain no. rooms in that house mm-hmm. and you do remember it really well. So I think that's really cool. So you can go ahead and tell them what yeah, rooms well, freaked you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can imagine, so the seller and, and again, it, you know, living in, I've been in living in the States for a while now, but like, we don't have basements here. So I, I don't, but like to think back now, I'm like, your basement was the quintessential, like saw house horror <laughs> people basement. Like it was just like that completely damp concrete, like it Ugh. exactly what you would picture in a horror movie or like where yep. someone's being kept uh, alive or something. I don't even know. <laughs> there was no like did not like going in the basement obviously and I think but you know for the most part as a kid you're like okay who really does like going in the basement right but there was there was a couple of rooms or the kitchen so being that it was like a farmhouse a lot of the rooms were off of the kitchen being like the main kitchen you walked into the kitchen when you walked in the front door Mm -hmm. and there were um, the family room was always very bright and light and we spent a lot of time in there and that was okay but there was another room that I guess used to be the dining room but you guys use it as like a like a den or like an office or something and that room you could have the windows open but it just felt dark like I don't know how else to explain it it just heavy when you went in there you're like you know what we should go I don't think I want to be in here I'm good good. yeah Mm -hmm. just just very creaky like like the house just I don't know just always seemed to be moving does that make sense like it sure does to me like like, I don't want to say like breathing, but I wanted to say like, it was just this, this constant sort of energy around. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how I always felt. I never felt alone in there. Even if I was standing mm-hmm. on the, you know, talking on the telephone. Cause you know, we had the old plug-in telephones back then. <laughs> yeah. I just remember <laughs> dating ourselves. Yeah. I know. Right. Um, but I do remember like going, oh my God, there's someone behind me. And I would constantly be checking behind me and there was no one there. And even mm-hmm. like, do you remember going up? the stairs, how it, the stairs were so dark and like that really old dark wood. And there was that stained glass door at the bottom that I thought like some, you know, like scary person was going to jump out at me every single time that I would walk by it. Do you remember that yeah, it, door? Yeah, it is the stuff that horror movies are made of. Like it just really yes. is. I am so glad you say that just because it makes me feel like, oh my goodness, maybe people are really going to understand when I say I was terrified yeah. as a kid. Yeah, like, I lived there for 10 years. So for 10 yeah. years of my life, I spent in full fear, 
with, yeah. I slept with the blankets over my head. I hated, you know, even being, and my parents were gone quite a bit when we were kids, they'd go for away for the weekend or for a week holiday. And they left, you know, my older brother and I home alone and, you know, he would be off at work and I'd be at home on the phone yeah. with you or someone, one mm-hmm. of our other friends crying. Like I hear all this <laughs> stuff, come get me. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I hated it. And yep. you know what I find really fascinating? And I was telling, you know, my husband this the other day, we decided, I think it was in like grade seven or eight to make an actual movie with our, you know, <laughs> yes. all students. <laughs> the horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a ghost story movie. Why yeah. we came up with that idea. And oh, even I, at that I age, wonder. like you got that from. I don't I wonder. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hello, I knew it was haunted back then. Yeah. And we decided to film it in the house. And first mm-hmm. of all, it was a great little movie. The whole school, I think, watched it and they thought it was fantastic. But yeah. what gave okay. us the idea in that, you know, what that would have been like 12, 13, somewhere in there, and we're making a like ghost movie <laughs> well and I think and I think because exactly that right like anyone who'd been to your house just had oh, that creepy feeling you know, <laughs> great. Yeah, it, it, yeah exactly like you know oh, yeah it, like it'd be awesome to make a ghost movie at Karina's house because her house is totally haunted like that was yeah, the that's you know, probably much what we, we said yeah, right we yeah. said that yeah <laughs> so then we did it <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly now I gotta tell everybody this story because this is one that um, I may have even talked about it, you know, in another podcast. I can't remember. I have the worst memory, but hmm. the one day we were probably about 16, 17. I just, my parents were gone somewhere and I decided, yes, I decided to have a little party. So a bunch of people came over and I don't even know Cindy who brought that Ouija board, but someone brought it. Right. And yeah. what do we decide to do? So there's a whole bunch of people in the house and they're out in the other, you know, living area and they're in the kitchen and they're drinking and I think it was like four of us decided to go into that creepy den that was dark yes. like that yes. let's the try den. the Ouija board so I remember we sat down on the ground do you remember this like when we sat down we were all like there was no table or anything we were on the floor yeah, yeah. and um I remember just like we were starting to get mad at each other because we were like, well, you're moving it. No, you're moving it. And we were getting like, first of all, we were getting really scared. And then we were like getting pissed off at each other because we're trying to find like reason of why. And it, I'm not going to lie. I do remember this. It was starting to go in a little figure eight and it was going pretty damn fast. And all of a sudden that light in there just like flickered like on and off, on and off. And then we threw the board (laughs) Because we were like, screw this shit. We ran out of there. But then we had to collect the board, remember? And we didn't know what to do with it. And then we put it in like the, you know, kitchen area. And we just like sat there staring at it. And then tell them what you told me this last week about the board, of what your friend said. So, um, so one of the other girls that was there, a friend of ours, Sonia, her older sister had, you know, her, her friends had dabbled in it or whatever and had said, they couldn't get rid of the board because we were like, oh my God, if this has got some sort of spirit in it or something. And, and like, logically, you know, they mass produce this board and it's sold in, you know, Walmart or whatever. I mean, it's clearly on one hand, how could it possibly have powers? You know, it's, it's, it's a board game. The logical part. Yeah. So, so then you've got that side of you. Right. And like, okay, we'll just throw it in like the garbage. Right. But then, (laughs) but then Sonia was like, oh no. I had a friend who they were doing Ouija and then they got all freaked out. And so they decided to like have this whole thing where they like burnt the board. They they set it on fire and burnt it in like a trash can in the house or something like that. 
Oh and they said, for as long as the rest of the time that they lived in the house, anytime you stepped on that part of the floor where they had lit, set this thing on fire to, to throw it out, mm-hmm. the floor was hot. So that, oh that as far as she was concerned, you know, <laughs> there was just no getting rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and then you're telling us this, and I'm like yeah. sitting there going, "Oh my God, we did it in my yeah. house. This yeah. thing is going right? to stay like it. we're done. Yeah. It was already yeah. haunted. I think I just added yeah. to the gate. I brought right. in some well, more. Right, open the gate. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much did. Yeah. And, it, and I seriously like it. It got worse after. <laughs> I swear, like I was constantly terrified. I remember, you know, even up in my bedroom, like I would be asleep, and all of a sudden I would feel people grab my feet or oh my god I hate yeah, it nope, nope, oh nope, yeah that nope, was my nope, normal not. that was my normal I remember them tapping on my back and then sometimes I would open my eyes and there would be someone standing at the end of my bed and I would be just crying and I mean we had like you know those big thick feather duvets from Germany that my dad had brought back yeah. and mm-hmm. it was so hot but I would sleep <laughs> underneath the blanket because I was so yeah. afraid to see stuff and I'm like yeah. I need out of here And, you know, like up until I was like 19, my parents used to say, oh my God, it's in your head. There's nothing wrong here. But when we finally moved out, they told me the truth. Oh yeah. We had all kinds of stuff happen to us. We knew there was something going on here. We heard about it when we bought the place. Oh, thanks. Uh, (laughs) Are you serious? No, I'm serious. Oh Oh, my God. Yes. When we moved out, because we had moved to Costa Rica at that point, remember? Right, right. I remember them finally saying to me, yes, we actually knew about it before we bought the place, but you know, we didn't believe in that and stuff because we're Catholic. And I'm like, Catholic or not, there's still like spirits there. So yeah, yeah, you should hear some of the stories that my dad told me about, you know, someone running around the house and him running in his underwear with a shotgun thinking someone had broken in and no, there was no one there. Oh yeah. So at least in a way it does make me feel better now that they admitted it, but for years I thought it was in my head and that I was losing right. my mind. And then I would go to you and say, "Do this happened last night. I'm so scared." And you're like, "Okay," because you've seen yeah. it and yeah. you've experienced it with me, so you knew that it was true. So saying it to you was like almost like a a relief for me in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The house was just. Um, I was really happy to move out. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, I don't think I could ever live in a house that is yeah. um, like that ever again. Mm-hmm. I tell you that right now, you know? Okay. So let me ask you a question then. Do you think living sure. in that house uh-huh. and like we had joked, you know, about the, the Ouija board sort of opening the gate, you know, or whatever, but right. do you think that that had, you know, cause, cause you know, a lot of people might think that they, they see ghosts or they, you know, see spirits or whatever, but did that house open up your abilities? You know know what now? I mean, I think when I look back, I try to understand all of it. And I think, you know how we always say there's like, you know, a divine timing for things and part of our journey. And I do believe Mm -hmm. that we were meant to move there for a reason, because it, I absolutely think that it opened up that channel. And I, you know, again, who wants to do this? I, I didn't want to be a medium, but even as young as nine years old, I could see and I'll never forget it. And I remember only when we moved into that house, did I actually see a ghost for the first time in the first, like, I think week that we were living there. So I guess I was supposed to go to this house and, you know, and then everything kind of opened up and happened and I fought it for years. I didn't even Mm -hmm. open up to being a medium until I was, you know, in my mid thirties, it just scared 
the heck out of me. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, you know, that fear that I had living in that house, I was afraid that being a medium was going to feel like that. Right. But in fact, it's nothing Mm -hmm. like that. It is nothing like that. It is actually lovely and beautiful and healing. That's a Mm -hmm. totally different thing. That's seeing actual spirits that are, you know, stuck in between worlds, really. And I, and I will say, and I have read this, that like a lot of the times you're, when you come into these, you know, powers or abilities, or you, you see them strengthening is generally around a time of puberty, which are pretty much would have been that age. Cause we were yep. any, anywhere between, you know, sixth and eighth grade was when it really, you know, started I, or like we'd seen stuff yeah. by then. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then supposedly, and this, and I don't know if this is a, when your body is also going through another hormonal change, um, but when you're perimenopausal, so like your late thirties, forties mm-hmm. um, is sort of another time when you are susceptible to these sort of feelings or, or, you know, um, messages, yep. you know, coming forth, you're more open to them during those points. So it's actually very interesting that you just said, you know, I really didn't go, you know, deal with this until no thirties, late thirties, whatever. Yep. So there you go. It's true. Cause I could always see, and in my twenties, of course they were haunting me still. Every time I'd go mm-hmm. to any house I was at, it didn't matter, you know, where I went, they right. always seemed to find right. me. And so I just kept pushing it away, pushing it away. And then finally, right. yeah, I had like a spiritual awakening. And yeah. I just remember that everything just spiraled from there. And nowadays people are waking up, you know, at any age, because this is what the world needs right now is a lot of light workers to come forward and shine their light. Mm-hmm. And so you find that a lot, like, even for me, a lot of my clients lately, they're in their twenties and they're having this awakening. And I think, wow, that's like a miracle. That's incredible yeah. really. So I love how that's happening. That's great. Yeah. Because maturity wise, you would think not shut off, but you know, they're, just trying things to that, find themselves at that right time. and like things that are of material possessions are more important to them you know like it's a very different age you know there's nothing wrong with that that's just mentally where they are at at that age um yep. so that's actually pretty interesting mm-hmm. right like and I think you know obviously I look back now in hindsight and I think how amazing is it that spirit and the universe put us together because we will again explain a little bit more about that later on in the episode but I find it now fascinating to sit back and think what an incredible intervention because we were meant Mm -hmm. to be together so let's just tell everybody this like so you know we had obviously hung out right up until our early 20s and then I went off and got married and you went off and got married and moved to Florida so we kind of just went to two different countries and you know really very far apart yeah yeah and I think back then too I mean again we are totally dating ourselves here but it was it's not internet like in cell phones and stuff like we have now where you could just like text somebody be like hey how's it going in you know Tampa right now or whatever like there was no real way to keep in touch I mean like you like back then it was like you wrote letters to people like I mean honestly like even email was very new you know Mm -hmm. so it wasn't it was just yeah it just it just wasn't a way of life to communicate and so that's then we easily lost you know touch we did so basically we lost touch for like you know close to 15 years because of you know the internet and all that stuff and we just kind of got carried away with our lives but then I actually forget how we connected again so I'm going to let you tell everybody because again there's my memory 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. I, see, I don't forget because this was like monumental for me because prior to moving to the States, I was having sense sensing things, things that, but, but at the, you know, largely chalk that up to like, oh, what a weird coincidence. Or like, wow, that's, that's creepy, but whatever, you know, like didn't yeah. really think much of it. When I got to Florida, I want to say maybe like after a year or two of being here, I literally thought I was having a nervous breakdown. And I do have to preface this with my youngest brother is a paranoid schizophrenic and is mentally ill. And I started to think that I was also losing, losing it essentially, because my brother thought he was uh, here, you know, hearing voices, right. Thought he was getting messages from Jesus, you know, things like this. And, and I'm not a religious person as all we, like we had said earlier, we, we grew up Catholic. Yes. You know, we all went, we went to Catholic school. We went with all that business. Um, but I won't, I can't say that I'm, I don't believe in organized religion. I am a spiritual person. So, okay. So I thought I was losing my mind essentially because I was hearing things that I couldn't understand, mm-hmm. um, sense, sensing things when certain people got close to me that I didn't understand. And I was haunted, literally haunted by numbers. I can't, and, and I'm sure a lot of people listening probably get their messages from numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I've met so many people that are like, oh my God, I totally wake up at, you know, like four, four, four in the morning yes. or whatever, every morning. Like, so, but at the time I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. So right. at the time, my number was one, two, three, four. So 1234. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could get a receipt from the store, $12.34 or whatever, you know, it was just weird. And so at the time I was going to become a fitness instructor and I was at the classes or the lecture or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, my phone is on. And now I'm going to be that idiot that my phone's going to start going off with a bunch of texts or something while this woman's lecturing. So I go to the back of the class where all the purses and bags are and stuff. Right. And I remember looking at my phone and sure enough, it said 1234. And I cannot explain to you something, someone grabbed me from like wrapped their arms around me from behind me, hugged me really tight and said in my ear, you are meant to be here. Wow. And like, I was goosebumps. Like, right. And so I'm looking around like, what? Cause like, I know absolutely no one in this class. Yep. Like, so in like, you've seen them at other gyms or like, you, you know, you, you know of some people, but none of these people are my friends. You know, I don't, and I'm thinking like completely freaked out right now. And I go back to my seat and I kind of wait, but I'm like sweating. Like, I'm just like, that's messed up. Like that right. just happened. I totally did not imagine that. Right. Right. So right. we're sitting down at lunch and I turned to these two girls that I've seen before at like another gym. And I'm like, I, got, I, look, I know you guys don't know me and it sounds totally insane, but, and I tell them what happened. Yeah. And I tell them that this number, like what the hell? And this girl, like, like just deadpan, like just looks at me like, uh, dude, angel numbers, duh, like whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, and she's just like, yeah. And she's like, dude, that's your angels giving you a message. Like, I kid you not. I went home. I want to say it's either that night or the night after on Facebook, you came up as a suggested friend from, and I don't know if you were calling it divine messages at the time, uh, but it was, it was something about like, know what your angels are saying to you or something like that. And it was like, what? Like, and like, you know, and you lose touch with someone and I'm sure a lot of people can appreciate this, that it's kind of like, well, do you, 
you know, do you just contact them and like, hey, I know we haven't spoken in 15 years, but uh, you know, like whatever. And That's I right. did that. I was just like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while, but like, I hope you can shed some light on this because I literally think I'm having a nervous breakdown. And like, <laughs> what can you tell me? Right. And you immediately like knew you had all the answers. I felt like so relieved. I mean, I will say I felt terrified because I was just like, okay, I didn't sign up for this. So like, I don't want to be talking to dead people. I don't want any of that business, but you know, so that freaked me out, but you had said to me, like, listen, you, this is how you have to learn to sort of like harness this. Right. And it's like, you will choose what you allow to come in or not. And that's what I didn't know at the time. I was not grounding. You know, I did not ground myself. I had no idea. I was letting everything hit me. I would go into the shower and just cry and cry and cry and cry. I remember that. So it was, that is how we started. And then it was like hours a day on the phone, like comparing stories and like, you know, and and I remember oh actually you know what sorry I do yep. remember thinking like she's nuts because at the time you <laughs> at the time you had told me you're a medium and that like you could talk to dead people and I was like oh my god this girl completely lost it whatever like I don't know what she's okay. been doing years, but and <laughs> my father-in-law had lived with us prior to us moving to the states and actually prior to us having kids honestly so it was quite a while before yeah but he had passed away and it was like, I guess the only person we could really think to like, ask you like, okay, well, if you can really do this, you know, go yeah. ahead and try to talk to Greg's dad, because you were not, had, had never really met my husband because again, we no. sort of catch when we, you know, had gotten married or whatever. So you knew nothing about him, nothing about his family. That's for sure. You right. know, and there was no way you could have known a lot of this stuff. And even my husband was just like, dude, that's messed up. You know, like there's no <laughs> way. And so both his parents had actually passed at the time. And it was his mom and his dad that were fighting to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Now I remember. And his, and, and they were fighting over like, you know, yeah. Like, like to get your attention. Oh my gosh. See, now I forget. I Cause I delete a lot of this. I do yeah. remember a couple of things that stand out to me. And I guess maybe I'm hearing it now to have this memory, but <laughs> or he's actually in fact here and he's telling me this, right. but I remember saying to you, look, all I see is a lot of red wine and liverwurst. Yeah, yeah. Liverwurst, <laughs> or liver paste. Or yes. yes. And, yes. Like, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm seeing that. And you said, Krina, because every time he would come over, I had to have that in the fridge for him. And I yeah. was like, well, when he lived with us, that was like, you know, older single man, like meal, like, <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> you know, that's protein, right? Red like wine and liverwurst, that's wine it. and liverwurst, of course. Sure. Um, and, and cheeses, you know, and I remember you yeah. even like knowing that my son had liked steak, just like my father-in-law and stuff. And again, like you've never met my kids. There was right. no like, way for you to know this stuff. It was just, it was really bizarre, but it like uh, just opened this, this door, you know, to like this world of possibilities or like mm-hmm. a scary world. Yeah. And which set me off into, uh, sent me into my sort of journey. journey. And I remember, you know, when I was actually reading for you that time that I did say something along, of, along the lines of he has become one of your guides and he's watching over you and that he was going to guide you through this next stage of your life, like this healing stage, this spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And I knew without a doubt that he would always be around you guys, around your kids. And I just knew, and I think it was incredible because I didn't know him 
And it's funny. And that's the thing is, so when, so he wasn't in my um, husband's life for a lot of his childhood because his parents were divorced. And when he was older, we had an opportunity to take him in to our home, which we did, which gave my husband valuable, you know, years made up for all the years that they have lost basically. I love that. And he was like my buddy, like we were besties. Like the, the day we met was like very much like, oh yeah, I, I like this one. <laughs> and he hated like all the yeah, keep her. We hit it off day one, whatever. And I, and I, and there was a situation, you know, uh, one day my daughter nearly drowned and I know he saved, I know he saved her. I know, like, I know too, you know, and so, so here's what's so messed up, Karina. So after we spoke this week, my neighbor, yeah. who is a, a good friend of mine. Okay, so let me preface this story with, with my father-in-law is from a very, very, very small village in Quebec. And I mean, when I say small, I mean like the church is like the most happening thing going on. And like everyone, it's a thousand people, maybe a thousand people. It is a farming community. It is very small, okay? Right. So- one of my old neighbors, very good friend of mine, sends me a text and he says, hey, if I have to mail this letter to Canada, you know, how many stamps do I need? And he shows me the address and it was the village my father-in-law is from. Okay. And I was like, yeah and I was like I thought he was like joking I'm like okay dude I don't like there's no reason there's no reason you even be mailing anything to anybody there like that's that's how small this town is right and I go dude like legit this is the address and he's like yeah he's like can you tell these people to get with the times and start doing stuff on the internet like I can't believe I have to mail in a warranty (laughs) (laughs) laughing but I'm like dude it's literally a village like but I just thought how weird that my father and I discussed him Uh I guess and and so just to to be like hey are we even talking about the same city like maybe there's another city called the same thing in Quebec which is very possible right right and I look up that city on the map and I kid you not and I took a picture just to show you it was 1,234 miles away it was literally oh 1230. What in the actual hell? Like yeah. there is just, you, uh, you can't make that up. Okay. I'm sorry. Like it was just so bizarre. And then it was like, okay, we, the clear clearly side. We, whatever was bugging you to get in touch with me or whatever uh-huh. it was, this is meant to happen. You know, this is totally meant to happen because yeah. At first, like I said, you know, I really did think, oh, wouldn't that be cool? Let's share some, you know, funny ghost stories and stuff. So people don't think I'm actually nuts for what I saw when I was a kid. (laughs) And then after our conversation the other day, I remember sitting back and going, oh my God, that's what it is. And I'm going to explain that now. The real reason that I believe that we're doing this today is, and that your father-in-law is pushing you um, Mm. as one of your spirit guides, because you kind of fell off your spiritual journey a little bit. And, um, you know, every time we would speak and obviously life happens and we get so busy and I saw you, you know, I think it was last summer, the summer before, and you know, life gets busy. And, but every time you and I have ever spoken, it's always been about this stuff and like cool things that have happened and things that we bought and all that. And I think that your spirit team decided that, Hey, enough, she is, just as good at this and needs to be working doing this and helping so many people and she's not fulfilling her purpose 
And so I got off the phone the other day with you and I just sat back and I went, oh my God, that's what it is. That's what this whole episode is about is Mm -hmm. to explain divine intervention. This is not in your hands. This is not in my hands. Clearly your spirit guides decided that this was the way to have you come out of your shell and explain to everybody that you have this ability as well. And you got to look back, Sid, like really they put us together. Our birthdays are two days apart. We spent all of our childhoods together. Mm-hmm. It would explain so much to me to know that you are in fact a healer, a intuitive, a psychic, a medium, everything mm-hmm. combined in one. No surprise there. They put mm-hmm. us together for a reason. And you know, you decided to kind of you're off the path for a bit and it happens to a lot of people, but I really believe that they reached out to me and they kept, I just kept seeing your face in front of my mind's yeah. eye going, there's Cindy again. I'm like, wait, I guess I'm going to ask her. And yeah. she thinks I'm crazy to ask, then I'm crazy to ask, but I, yeah. well, I'm going to do it anyways. And right. now when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, this is why yeah. I think that because you were so afraid to kind of let people know what you do and who you yeah. are that here mm-hmm. I am saying, come on the podcast, yeah, tell the world that you're doing this and not be fearful of it. Be proud of it. You know? Yeah. And it's funny because every time that we talk, it's bizarre. It's like, it's like you recharge your, you know, or it's, it's so funny. Cause it was like, all of a sudden people will reach out to me that want to <laughs> read it or something, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've literally put my cards in storage. I can't even get to them if I wanted to, mm-hmm. because we are, we are now traveling and I've had such a strong, especially after speaking to you to go get myself a deck, to have a deck, you know, because I'm like, if someone does need me, so, so sorry, I guess I should explain why I kind of fell off the, yeah, tell them why, I get a fell off the wagon spiritually, so I was, you know, doing quite well for myself, and and I I have to say, like, I was not comfortable with mediumship in the sense that I could see anything, Mm-hmm. But I physically could feel how someone died. Yep. I could, you know, completely sense it, it just, and, and just such, so, so again, like in the beginning, you think you're nuts, right? But then mm-hmm. so much weird, like so many weird things happen. And then you're like, no, this is like, I'm not imagining this, like this is happening, you know, and just weird coincidences or things that would happen during readings, you know, like just, I, I can't it's- yeah, things you can't, can't deny, right? right? Can't yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't explain it, but you also can't deny it. That's... So much is about literally trusting. It's all about trust. Right. And I, I lost say that, that right now. Lost that, right? And that's why I'm here to help you bring it back. You know, and that's why I'm a teacher, right? I love to teach not only healings, but I love to teach mediumship and psychic abilities and psychic development. And I yeah. think that I've got, well, I do this, you know, five days a week, full time. This is my job. And I learned years and years ago to just be the channel. I wasn't trying to get in my head and try to give somebody a great reading. Like I didn't put that pressure on myself. I would let go and I would just quiet my mind and I would just almost yeah, well, channel everything that was coming out. So if anybody sits with me in a reading, I'm known to be very blunt. I blurt out everything that I'm told to. 
because my job is to help people live their best lives and I don't sugarcoat anything, but I do always trust every little detail that comes out. And I've, I think, you know, what's important is that those little tiny snippets of information. So it could be a flash of a red car or right. a flash of cheese or something. Like I was seeing yeah, remember yeah. liverwurst right. or, yeah. you know, liver right. pate. Your... Sounds crazy, right? Yeah, it totally. sounds crazy. But I learned that many years ago to just trust it, say it. Mm-hmm. And because I have such a close relationship with my spiritual guides and my team, if I don't understand something, I ask for clarity and I always hear it. So now that you're back on the journey. And I want to say that you're back on the journey because um, <laughs> I know you are. Um, right, we'll, this we'll is where, no, <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. So I feel like now that you're back on the journey that I'm in your life to kind of push you to that trust and to that comfort zone with this so that you don't ever fear being wrong. Because if I went into any reading fearing that I was going to be wrong, I'm going to listen to my ego. And yeah, I'm going to probably give some pretty, you know, inaccurate information. Mm -hmm. I go into every single client because I mean, you got to remember, I only know a first name and a phone number and I'm working all over the world now. I don't know who these people are, Cindy, at all. I have to trust never. I have to trust that my spirit guides and their spirit guides put us together so I can help them as best as I can. And so when I go into those readings, I literally will just say, this is what I hear. This is what you need to do. This is, you know, stuff from your past that needs to be healed. Those kind of things. I just blurt it all out because I've gotten to that place of trust that I never question anymore what I'm hearing. I just go with it. This is what I hear. Okay. And, you know, I think for you getting out of that fear of how people are going to view you. And I know that we even discussed this this week that you are afraid of judgment. And I said to you, did I not say to you, look, I am judged every single day for what I do from old friends, from family members, from, you know, people I just meet, like I'm, I do have not my guard up, but I'm always like prepared for it. It's like I'm in fight mode because I got my little boxing gloves up and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean, I'm always prepared that someone is going to judge what I have to say about this or or judge me for what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just a mom, but yeah, I happen to talk to dead people. And I think that, (laughs) 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 you know, I want to walk around with a t-shirt that really says I see dead people. Cause I think that's hilarious because it's the truth, but you know, I'm so used to having people go, Oh my God, either they want to talk to me and like, they want to understand it or they repel from me because they're scared of it. And it's like, Oh my God, you're evil. You're a bad person. How could you do this? And I think no matter what, I'm never going to compromise who I am in any way for anyone ever again in my life. I am 45 years old. I have learned so many tough lessons over my lifetime, and I want to live the rest of my life with my head held high and put my, you know, head down on the pillow at night and feel good about my life and feel that I've done good things to help others and stuff. If people want to judge me for what I do, if healing and helping others is wrong, then I'll be wrong. That's okay. Right. 
Right. I'm never going to compromise that. So if you could get to that place of acceptance of you are going to have the people who are going to cheer you on and think that you're doing a wonderful thing and you're going to have the others who are going to, you know, want to crucify you. But mm-hmm. as long as you stand in your truth and feel like it's coming from a really good place of love, that everything you do is for the love of humankind, how can that ever be wrong? Right. Just, yeah. I, I mean, that. and, and like, you know, when you say it like that, it's like, yes, absolutely. You know, um, and, but clearly there is a, a part of me that can't let go or like sort of can't fully wrap my head around that, you know? And this is why you're like, no, this is it. You're back on the way. And there's part of me that's going. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that's the ego part, right? The fear, yeah. it's all fear, but I'm looking at it this way. I knew that when we were going to sit down tonight to do this, that this was your, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but it was like coming out party. Um, (laughs) You know, it's that, Hey, I know. Right. I love that song. Um, It is kind of that coming out of, Hey, we're basically putting this out there for a lot of people. And you and I both know that there's a decent amount of friends, mutual friends of ours that will probably listen to this. And they're going to find out who you are and what you do. And I think it's so important to finally just take that leap of faith and know that we're doing this for a reason and your spirit guides have a bigger and better plan for you. Now, your job will be over the next couple of weeks to kind of push through those fears and allow yourself to really come forward and be who you need to be. And with that, the trust and everything will just fall into place and it'll become so effortless that you don't even think about it anymore. Because there was a point where you were doing all this and it was effortless. I know it because you and I talked about it years ago. And then sure, somebody comes in and, and rocks the boat a little bit with your ego. And then all of a sudden you go into fear mode. And I'm not going to say that's never happened to me. Like maybe I've had my, you know, fears kind of come to the surface in other ways because you go, God, you know, what if they don't like what I said or whatever, but I still do what I do. (laughs) And I stand by that. And I believe in my guides and my spirit team so much. And I can't wait for you to see that. So I know that you're even having those moments right now thinking, oh my God, how am I going to even do this? Is this supposed to be this way? I think once you actually listen back to the episode yourself, and others like our friends and stuff, listen to it. I think you're going to feel like, yeah, actually, this is what I'm supposed to do. I know it is. I know in my entire being that this is who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. And that's why I think they're pushing you today. And they pushed you all week with me. Okay. So (laughs) now I don't know that that means reading again, per se. I have something that's been nagging at me, a blog or whatever, something I want to start that I do feel would be of help to people, you know, explaining my journey as far as like health and weight and, you know, just mentally. So it isn't so much that I, I, I feel that like I need to read per se, but teach, share. Yeah. Can I let people know my story? Can I let you know, and then there's that other side, like you said, of me just being able to let go and, and be vulnerable and open up and 
expose, you, you know, your weaknesses so that people can relate to you. And this is where I, I, I struggle. I believe you when you say something has to happen and I'm here. Yes. Something's got to give and I'm, and I'm got to, I'm here to help people. I just can't put my finger on how, what that is or how to do it. Does that and make that's sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It does. So and I'm waiting, I, you know, and I, I get what you're saying. I believe what you're saying. You know, like I do feel that something is, is coming to a head and that I'm supposed to be helping people. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means by doing readings, I, like that's what I don't feel as sure about. I want to teach people. I, I, I have, I feel that I've been through enough stuff in my life or my journey to like help people in a, in a different way, not so much doing readings. Right. So, and it's funny today because- you keep telling me like, you need to be of service to people. Blah, blah. So, I'm like, <laughs> so I was telling you that my cards are in storage and yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to go buy myself a deck of cards so that, you know, whatever. And, you know, and again, you know, we're, we're Canadian, right? right? So we're living in the States yeah. and, you know, so it was like today when you're like, oh yeah, that's, those are Canadian or whatever. I was like, oh, really? I was like, I was I supposed totally to have them. <laughs> I was supposed to have these Canadian cards. Enough for me. Yeah. So they're Canadian cards for Canadian people, right? Like I was okay. like, so, so, you know, thrilled that I was like, see, I went in there and the, and the first thing they say to you is like, Hey, can we help you find anything? And I was like, no, it'll jump off the shelf. I'll know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. And it did. So, oh, I believe it. No, the yeah. funny thing, as you're sitting here telling me this, I'm like laughing inside because all I hear is she thinks she's not going to do reading someday. <laughs> But you buy a deck of cards. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm like against the idea. It's it's in your um, right in your timing. Let me just yeah. mark my words though tonight. Okay, everybody's okay. listening. Right okay, now. well you're recording this now, yeah. so it's like yeah, I'm you holding know, you accountable. Legit. I, yeah, I actually know that you will be, and I do <laughs> think, and I'm saying that like I really think I do. Um, the blog that. I think I had pulled cards for you this week too. And it came up yeah. with writing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. worst memory, but yes, I remember yeah. saying, oh my God, I see like a blog or whatever. And so I know that that's going, that's a part of you that is like a story needs to be told and you do need to share your journey and you are going to help people. Like you're really going to help a lot of people with that blog. However, I feel like that'll lead you into where you need to go. And Reiki led me into that doorway. And then once that doorway opened, it was like, everything just fell into place. So same thing right. for you is I feel like with the blog, it's going to be your little gateway, your doorway into mm-hmm. where you need to be. So I just mm-hmm. mark my words. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. see. I'm yeah. saying to you, yeah, I'm never really going to do readings again. And, and I'm saying never say never. Now you're hearing it in your head. Never right. say never. So if history is going to repeat itself right now. Yeah, and I'm... I know it's coming back to you. I know. Yeah. Like I said, Damn, I know. <laughs> Okay. This will be the gateway in. Okay. The okay. Well, it's documented. In. It's now documented. So, yeah, so you can, we can do a follow-up uh, talk. Ooh, we will definitely months. do that. You Let's get your that. blog going and then, yeah, we okay. will totally do a follow-up. So everybody remember okay. that. Okay? okay. I want to leave you all with this today. Everything and everyone you meet is for a reason. The universe places the right people at the right time in our lives to help us fulfill our divine life purpose. I will be forever grateful to you, Cindy, for being there for me through the ups and downs of life 
and it's been 35 years of knowing each other. And I really do truly look forward to where our lives will take us together in the future. Hmm. Oh, and, I, and I'm, I'm thrilled to get back on the, the, the train of the journey with you uh, and do this together. I'm, you know, you don't have a choice. Should, I'm dragging you with me now. Right. <laughs> and we shouldn't have lost touch in the first place. So it's, you know, there you go. Right. We're being forced back together because we're supposed to be together. So it's a hundred percent true. So I want to thank you all so much for joining us today on the divine messages podcast. And Cindy, thank you so, so, so much for spending this time with me today and for sharing your journey with all of us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And I guess I'm going to see you in 90 days and we're going to see who's right. <laughs> oh, we shall. We shall. Yeah, we shall. We it's shall. a date. <laughs> Done. Until next time, everyone. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the divine messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.